This is the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast. This is VP. We're a solutions-based podcast, diving into the world of contrarian investing and alternative finance. You can find us hosted on the No Nonsense Forex YouTube channel, nonsenseforex.com, and podcast players everywhere. Episode 128 is brought to us by Bybit. Not only do you have an extremely liquid exchange, not only do you have an exchange that the SEC doesn't care about, not only can you trade and buy just about anything you want on their platform, but if you wanted to, you can do it with MT4. And if you wanted to, you can do it in a decentralized way through the Apex platform, which we also have a link for. If you're even half decent at trading, you should be on this thing right now. Go down below and click on those links. It will take you to the blog, giving you the essential information you have to know. And in those blogs is my signup link, where you get a cashback bonus and eligible for every single promotion Bybit brings out, to which there are many. Over 1,200 of my listeners have already signed up because they understand that with Bybit, membership has its rewards. It is the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast, and uh, maybe you think I'm strange or weird for this, but, you know, call me whatever name you want. But when it comes to my investments, I like to buy things when they're really cheap. Does that make me weird? Does that make me crazy? I don't think it does. I think that's a wonderful trait to have in an investor. And even though I'm certainly not up on every single position I have, uh, things have been pretty good, even in a contrarian market that has been up and down at best and kind of dead at worst. Um, So I don't know who's listening right now. You could be somebody who never misses an episode. You could be brand new, or you could just be somebody who listens here and there. So if you don't believe me, um, it's all there online, uh, which is great. I have receipts. Just in case somebody tries to call me out on this stuff, which they try to do still, which is weird. But I have been into gold, for example, since 2016. In 2018, I started talking about mining stocks on my channel. Uh, Uranium in 2020, a lot of you remember that. Um, We were like, we called it almost within two weeks of it moving up. That's really rare. That's almost never going to happen. But we did. Uh, I was talking about Bitcoin at 8,600, ETH at 280, Cardano at anywhere from 9 to 13 cents. Uh, We were early to Uniswap. We have been also saying for the better part of two years on this show how crypto gaming is going to be the one thing that really initially at least takes us out of this bear market. We were close. I think the Bitcoin ETF is having something to do with that. But flash forward to what? It's only been like a month or so. Everybody's going crazy about crypto gaming as if it just happened or something. No, we've been on this for a long time now. Even back when, even my own commenters were saying, I don't know what you're doing wasting your time in this space. Uh, I knew what I was doing, and I was getting everybody into things like IMX and Avalanche and ILV. I had bought land in a bunch of projects that I believe in, and even a few that I only semi-believed in. But it's because they were cheap. Not only did I believe in the space... Not only am I patient and I'm willing to write it out, but these things were really cheap, and I was able to notice that when it happened. And what's remarkable is some of these things are still cheap. You can get alluvium land right now for cheaper than I got in. Uh, But most things have gone up, especially in that space. And sentiment completely flips when it happens. But the contrarian way is to buy things when sentiment is not like this. And that's hard to do because we allow other voices to influence us. We allow this negative sentiment to seep into our own brains, 
And it scares us from buying things when they're cheap because either we just don't, we're afraid to lose our money or we think it's just going to get a lot cheaper from here. So that's why when I talk about a lot of these things, I don't always get a lot of agreement from people. A lot of people don't want to go in at the same time I go in. And I understand, you know, you guys know I'm usually way too early, but I follow my own rules. I'm very patient. I'm willing to wait it out. And I don't invest money I can't afford to lose. And I usually have money to invest because I keep my overhead really low, which we've also talked about on this show. So the reason I spent the early part of this show qualifying myself, and it sounds like a flex, I get that, but it's because what I'm about to tell you today is something that has been unloved for a very long time, probably for good reason, but it never stopped me because there is a moment that is about to occur And I think this moment is going to end up, in the annals of history, be very, very bullish for the main subject of today's episode. So while most of you were sleeping, while most of you had stars in your eyes because of the recent run-up in crypto, the price of gold in United States dollars on Friday closed about $5 away from its all-time high. It's already at an all-time high in most other currencies. All all that happened a long time ago. But the price against the United States dollar is the one that everybody looks at and everybody measures by. And it's so funny how most people, uh, even most investment-conscious people, were not aware of this. This is a really significant event. And gold, which is even more interesting, is has always been known as a panic indicator. You know, if the economy is so healthy right now, and the S&P and the NASDAQ just continue to rise, then why is gold approaching all-time highs? You know, but, but that's a theory for another day. What I can say is when it does reach all-time highs, it is going to be a story, and it is going to be a narrative. And I don't know how explosive this narrative is going to be. A lot of people in the gold community say this is the moment they're really waiting for, and this is the catalyst that's going to really take us up towards the 3,000 mark someday. And it does make sense. You know, people will start FOMOing in. And the big thing is, will this new at the high trigger institutions? And especially in the really big ones, the holy grail, we always talk about those pension funds, those retirement accounts that just have trillions and trillions of assets under management. Will they say, okay, now is probably the time because of what gold is doing, just keeps going up at a very steady pace and is also a very contrarian indicator when it comes to what the overall market is about to do, will they finally wake up and say, okay, we need to start allocating at least a little bit or a little bit more to gold itself. And it only takes a little. And honestly, they should. I just got hit with this stat a little while ago. but And I I guess I should know this, but since 2016, the United States dollar has lost 25% of its purchasing power. 2016 does not seem like that long ago, and my purchasing power in my strong United States dollar has lost 25%, has lost a quarter of its purchasing power since then. What? Like, how bad has it gotten with other currencies, even other strong top eight currencies? If investment managers were awake to this stat, I think that gold would be even more of an obvious choice. And as we all know, too, if you know your history at all, When gold moves up a lot, silver comes with it. We don't always know when. Sometimes it lags. Sometimes it moves at the same time. You just don't know which one. 
So we have a really interesting situation going on here. Silver has gone up a lot too, by the way, not quite hitting at the highs, of course, because you had that whole Hunt Brothers cornering the market thing in the 1980s that really made it go up to absurd levels. And and yet for some, somehow in modern day, we still measure silver against that, which I don't think is right. But anyway, eight minutes in, the one thing I really want to talk about on today's show is gold and silver mining stocks. We have not done this in a while. It has not been a very good environment for gold and silver mining stocks, but a big run-up in silver and gold is likely going to change that. Very, very likely. Because while this is happening, the price of oil has gone down a lot too. Have you been paying attention to that? That's really good for miners. Miners of all types. Now, I said on a a podcast episode a couple months ago, I'm pretty much done trying to predict where oil is going to go from here. So we don't know that. But like I said, we're $5 away from an all-time high in gold. So you might have one whole day. It's just a possibility. You might have Monday to get all of your gold and silver mining stock positions in and where you want them before things really start to get crazy. Again, I don't know this. We could have a false breakout. A lot of things can happen. However, if you need a signal to get off your ass and get the stocks you've always wanted, but we're maybe too afraid to buy because of the sentiment, because you don't like to buy things when they're cheap, you like to wait until they go up a lot. Well, a lot of them have gone up in the past couple weeks, but if you zoom out, which you should always do, they have really not. So for example, and uh, I suggest you start doing this today. Go look at, let's, let's take the price of silver. So the price of silver sits at about $25.50 right now. The, the all-time high, like I said, I don't count that Hunt Brothers 1980s craziness. Uh, in the past five years, the high was in August of 2020, and we reached about $28.50. Which, if you're familiar with silver, you know you can get from 25 and a half to 28 and a half in a, a week or two. They're not that far apart. So you would think that silver mining stocks would also be pretty close to their all-time highs. They absolutely aren't. You might find one or two that are, but most of them aren't. You know, let's take a large ETF. Let's take the one that I'm in, SLVP. There was like you bought it because VP's in the name. I cannot confirm nor deny that. Uh, but this is the one that I bought, and I'm down on it. I bought it close to 13 Or actually, I don't know when I initially bought it, but I'm averaged in right about $13. And it is at $10.47 right now. So I would expect also back then, if these things really are correlated, to have the price of SLVP also be around $10.50, maybe a little more, back in August of 2020. Let's take a look. Yeah, actually, no. It should be right around $10.50. It was $17.31 back then. It's about $10.50 now. What's the math on that? What's the discount I'm getting? Let's look this up. Let's get the old adding machine out. That is about a 40% discount. All because sentiment got really poopy over that time. That's crazy. Similar prices in the cost of silver per ounce. But a 40% difference in the cost, in the price, of a major silver ETF. I can only imagine what type of discount you're getting on some of these juniors. That's pretty wild. That's something that has become a bit of a catchphrase on this show. Do you guys know what what phrase I'm talking about? What we're looking at here is also known as sweet 
divergence. And you have to say it like a redneck for it to have full effect. But that's what we're seeing in silver mining stocks and gold mining stocks right now. While oil is dropping, while gold is about to hit an all-time high, while people are waiting for a recession, while interest rates are still really high and we haven't quite seen the lag effect take place yet. So I was adding on to my mining stock positions this week in preparation for what might happen. And if I'm wrong, I'm still getting them cheap because of this divergence. And that's the key here. Because these gold and silver mining stocks should be trading at the same price they were trading back in 2020 when gold and silver were both hitting midterm highs. But they are not. So in a world where it seems like a lot of things have gone up past the point of being cheap, this is the one sector that I know of. Maybe carbon credits would be the other one, but I'm just not ready for that to jump back into that pool yet. There's not much left out there you can buy at really cheap prices. But I really feel like mining stocks are. And I feel like every contrarian should be at least looking at them because you need to diversify sectors. Again, everybody's really starry-eyed about crypto right now, forgetting that crypto also goes down a lot. They get stuck in these up-only narratives. And, and it certainly might be. Sure, it'd be nice. I have crypto. I'd like to see it go up. But we know how these cycles run, right? Yet we seem to forget when things are good. So I want to be diversified. I want to have crypto. I want to have mining stocks. I want to have energy stocks. I want to have different currencies. I want to have different bank accounts in different jurisdictions. I don't see any downside to doing things this way. And I think a lot of you feel the same. You're just hesitant to pull the trigger on some of these things because of the overall sentiment. So I hope this episode may have calmed some of those fears and try to explain as, as logically as I can that moments like this are probably a good time to get over that hesitation and get over that fear and buy some of these assets that you have probably always wanted to hold. Because again, there just isn't a whole lot out there that's cheap right now. Yet, our portfolios probably aren't where we want them to be just yet, and we would like to have more. So in situations like this, you have to do what we've always tried to do on this show and buy things when they're cheap. And the one thing out there right now that I'm seeing that could take off very soon for the reasons I provided are gold and silver mining stocks. And yeah, you're probably going to look crazy and you're probably going to feel crazy for buying these things right now. But if metals do what we think they're going to do, and if metals do what they've always done since the beginning of time, then don't worry about being crazy. Because in a sector with asymmetrical upside, you will also get to be early.